Okay. Ready? All right, everybody, welcome back to the Northwest Virgin Zone Show. I want to thank all of you who are logging in. We don't say tune in anymore, I guess, because we don't tune in to the computer. But for logging in, visiting our site, uh, checking out the Poo Poo Player. <laughs> and uh, we had a really good response over last week's show. I got an email from the Vile Red Falcon said uh, they had like, uh, I think by Tuesday or Wednesday, had like over 500 hits on their MySpace page, and I know Roderick's numbers, uh, he, he got quite a few hits. Great. I got some fan letters from people who said, hey, we listened to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. We caught you guys and interested. So that's we're happy about that. We're happy that you're coming in and listening, and I think we got a great show today. But uh, first, I just want to say welcome, and I'm Big D, and of course, over here is Joe. Hey, hello, everyone. As always, greetings and salutations from the man cave in the city of destiny. Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma. And our man, Double D. It's a pleasure to be here. How you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. Okay. Thankful to be here. Ready for Thanksgiving. Yes. We'll talk about Thanksgiving in a moment. And then over here, our technical staff, we got Wonder Boy and Squeeze. We want to thank them for being here, as always. They're the actual talent here. That's right. They're the, only, they're the ones who know how to do stuff. We just yak on a mic. But uh, we're thankful for those guys. We're in a really Thanksgiving, a thankful mood because this is Thanksgiving week, and uh, I know you know a lot of people are taking days off and time off, and I hope you'll take a little bit of time to listen to our show. And if you you know if you get a chance, shoot us an email. I know we were looking at some of the uh, Google Analytics, and we got people listening all over the country, up in Canada, and even down in like Mexico and Brazil, and over in uh, Lond London and uh, Ireland, and people are checking in from all over. So we're happy about that. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, Canada already had their Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was going to say that it's already over. Yeah, it's been done. It was like the. I think it's the second Monday in October. So they've been thankful already. Yeah. Now they can go on to Christmas <laughs> <laughs> and Boxing Day. And yes, that's my favorite. So, Big Joe, what do you have planned for Thanksgiving? What are you doing? Uh, we're going to head up uh, to the Great White North of Washington to <laughs> to Marysville, almost up to the border. Yeah. Uh, to visit uh, my sweetie's uh, brother and uh, his wife. Is your wife her going? Her sister-in-law. Yes, she's going. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll do the uh, feasting and drinking. And uh, and uh, any crazy stories like any uncles that uh, you know go berserk and uh, <laughs> only you <know>. me <laughs> fall over on the turkey. Just and me. <laughs> but that doesn't count. What about you, Double D? What do you guys have planned? Well, Wonder Boy and I are going to be. Uh Spending some time in the garage. We're going to work on... Uh, yeah, what? Yeah, that's... What, are you guys frying a turkey out yeah, there? Really? No, no, no. It's fuel injected. You make, your boy, you, make, you make Wonder Boy work on Thanksgiving? Well, I don't think it's much of a work. Isn't that double it's, time? It's, we're going to be working on these computers. Oh, okay. Ah. It's just something just... But do you guys out. have a feast? Does uh, does Mrs. Double D cook up a big Thanksgiving feast? you have family over? Or is it just you guys hanging in a garage? <laughs> well, actually, we're uh, making it a smaller Thanksgiving this year than No kidding, most. you and Wonderboy in a garage. 
Did you guys order out to Denny's or That's something? That actually would be my dream Thanksgiving <laughs> and my dream Christmas right there. That's a... Left alone <laughs> in my garage to do what I want to do. What a Grinch, man. But oh. anyway, I'm going over to uh, my brother and sister-in-law's house. Oh, perfect. Uh, well, I'm actually uh, going over to Squeeze's house. And uh, we're going to have a big big uh, Thanksgiving feast and then watch the uh, Longhorns. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. No, the Longhorns are <laughs> they on, They won man. today. Actually, yeah. I was trying to make you guys feel bad and make, invite me over to the squeeze Longhorns house. The Longhorns are on on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving I, evening, they play the Aggies. I don't oh. have anybody to come to do anything I'll listen with, to so. Double D whining over there now. I just now. want to go yeah. to squeeze Let's his house. Let's move on with the show, please. Yeah. Oh, man. Mr. Okay. Grinch over make there, now a, he's crying. Make him a turkey sandwich. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh... So, yeah, Thanksgiving's cool. We get stuffed, get hammered on tryptophan and other things, <laughs> and then pass out on the couch about halftime, wake up and wonder, what happened? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but on this program today, this is our, I consider this our, like our Thanksgiving present to everybody. This is very cool. Uh, for a long time in the mornings in Seattle, we've been blessed with major talent and yes. had some great personalities and shows on. And it's really weird to see the landscape changing, you know, like uh, Marty Reamer's been let go from the mountain and uh, we've had lots of shifting and crazy firings and letting goes and stuff. And one of those unfortunate casualties was John Maynard yes, from the Robin and Maynard show, yeah. you know, long time staples of morning radio in Seattle. The good news is, is that he's on Air now. He's back on the air. KPLU. Right. And we'll talk about that after this interview. But we got to have a few moments with our buddy, John Maynard. And this is our present to you. All right, John, how are you doing? And welcome to the program. Why? Thank you. We are thrilled to death to have you on. Legendary broadcaster from the uh, Robin and Maynard show. And now he's uh -huh. on KPLU. Yeah, and you set your standards low. So, you know, <laughs> you get what you bargained for, right? <laughs> No, I want to thank you personally for hours and hours of absolute entertainment and all the uh, voices you did of, like, uh, Roy Otis and... Uh, oh, you think I did Roy Otis. No, well, well <laughs> yeah, we, want to, we appreciate right. you for introducing Roy Otis to People the world. Do. People believe that. And we, we've never seen Roy and you, you in the same, ro same room, believe, right, John? You yeah. believe whatever you want. The conspiracies are out yeah. there. Yeah. And, Why did uh, I get the bad rap? Why not Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I just don't see Robin pulling that off. Yeah. Where is Robin these days? Montana. She's in Montana. And has, oh. has she, uh, is she on air, or has she had decided to retire? No, she is not on the air. She is yeah. not on the air. Uh, yeah, just uh, building out in Montana. She's had a place over there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. So how? tell us, let's go back. Let's talk about young John Maynard, and growing up, where did you grow up? What was your family like? Uh, were you uh, one of several kids? Were you an only child? And how was that for you? <laughs> uh, well, it was kind of like being an old, only child. My sister is a little bit older. And uh, small town, Pullman. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. So are you a cougar lover? Uh, God, hard to love him this year, isn't it? It is very. I, <laughs> yeah. I went to the Hawaii game. It was, uh, old, you know, it was brutal. Through thick and thin, I tend, I tend to be allegiant. Uh, that's okay. Fault. John, yeah. I'm, I'm a dog. It's hard to love uh, him at all for me. Yeah. Well, you know, you go through those lowest of blows, but if it does swing around your way, then you're exalted. Back Absolute, on the wagon. Uh, yeah. wagon. Absolutely. So growing up in Pullman and uh, 
Your sister Growing was... up in Pullman, I ran the town. <laughs> you, you were the mayor. <laughs> I was the mayor at 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11, and... yeah, about 11, started about 11 through uh, 18. And um, All four people but in Pullman, Pullman. Pullman is the kind of a town you leave about 20 minutes after you turn 18, boom, gone. You go to Moscow. Well, I did make a few runs. <laughs> I'm know. sure you did. John, wasn't your uh, father a highly respected a prof. prof at yeah. uh, WSU? Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody knew him. He was a character. Yeah, and what was he teaching? I'm sorry, journalism. Journalism, very good. Yeah. So how did yeah, you... Yeah, when there was journalism. So when you leave, how, uh, how do you find your way onto radio? Uh, always loved it, gravitated toward it. Uh, didn't have to think about it, you know, in the genes or in the stars, whatever. Just uh, uh, knew that I loved it. You know, I was um, I had this conversation with Steve Miller, and we were talking about. Uh, it was funny. We had a similar experience because we both remember uh, hearing when we were about five or six, um, Les Paul, and you know, knowing something that was. I mean, you don't. You know, what do you know as a kid? But yet. You remember it like it happened about 20 minutes ago. Sure. Yeah. And that was on the radio. So, so it was magic for you. Were, were, there, any, were there any disc jockeys at the time that uh, particularly yeah, influenced you? Yeah, they were you? just wonderful. I always wanted to be one, you know, and I was sad that I could never be a, you know, a disc jockey the way I wanted to be. And, um, yeah, when I was a kid, I listened to, you know, in my bedroom in Pullman, I listened to Oklahoma City, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Nice. Yeah, Vancouver, B.C., and it was uh, it was neat because, um, you know, then it was magic. Now it's, you know, radio. They're yeah, killing it. Who cares? It. Yeah, they're definitely killing it. So were you, uh, as a young kid, do you have your record player set up and you were practicing hitting the post? Uh, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't little Johnny DJ, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I started early. I got a job in high school at the station. Okay. Uh, was that yeah. on the college station? No, it was a commercial station. Is that in right? Pullman, yeah. Oh, very good. And then, yeah. so when did you gravitate over into the Northwest region? Uh, well, uh, of I the state. Want, <laughs> being from Pullman, you know, Spokane was a major market for Absolutely, me. yes. And to be able to work in Spokane was a big deal. So uh, that's where I started, and then shipped to Seattle, and uh, and then kind of uh, took roots in Seattle. So now, didn't you start and then uh, take a break for a couple of years? <laughs> yeah. Well, you only take a break when things go sour, right? <laughs> when you get that call down to the yeah, office. <laughs> yeah, it's like a relationship. It's like you're taking a break from it. It's yet, well, not by my choice. Yeah, it's not always your uh, decision. No, I got fired a couple of times. Uh, no. Flirted around with the uh, restaurant industry, disco, and uh, and then got back into radio with Robin and uh, worked for uh, forever. So now sure. t tell us how that went about. How did you meet Robin, and then you decide, well, this is a team, and let's let's shop ourselves? Because the writing was on the wall in the restaurant industry. I knew that it was going to go to you, and uh, so it was just kind of happenstance. And I knew a lot of people on radio because I'd worked on radio. I'd worked at KJR, and, you know, I knew people at KISW and at uh, KZOK. And uh, so... Geez, how did that start? Uh, just screwing around one day, uh, dropped by the station. She heard me. 
was looking for somebody to work mornings that wouldn't cry. And, um, <laughs> and she had gone through a couple of partners. And so uh, we started working together, and it, uh, it took hold, you know. And then writings. And when you get the writings, boom, you know, you're in. Writings, begat contract, and, you know, all of that. The, the, the glamour years. John, I, I have to go back just a little bit. Uh, when you were at uh, KGR, one of the boss jocks at the Mighty 95, was that in the 70s? Well, you know, here's one thing that I uh, refuse to talk about are dates. <laughs> okay. Yeah, how about that? I meant the 1970s. I mean, if I, can, if I get a date, I'll tell you where we went, you know, if it was a good one, but I'm not going to give you chronological error. Uh, no, I lie about that stuff. Uh, God, when did I start at KJR? I think 97. In 97, and then uh, worked at KISW in about 2004, and uh, here we are. And you had a brief stint. Those are all lies. But that's, <laughs> yes. Uh, didn't you have a you had a brief brief stint at the Buzz too? Didn't you before they switched format? Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, let me see. What did the Buzz decided to do? The Buzz decided to pay me before we uh, even went on the air. So uh, they paid me for about six months, and then we uh, started. And then they uh, uh, we had a three year contract, and they pulled us off the air in the middle of a shift. Uh, a little after two years into the contract. Wow. So, yeah, I thought, oh, okay, well, that works. I like that. But you, So you got six months free. They sent the checks to the house. They're very good. Yeah. yeah perfect. Uh-huh. So uh, what's your take on the state of radio in general right now? Well, you know, you go back to, you know, when I first heard it as a kid, you know, it was just magic. You know, it was just exhilarating. And now it's just, it's so common. But, you know, that's why I do, you know, the little thing, Record Ben Roulette, trying to infuse, you know, something, some texture into it. No, there's still some really, really good, good radio. Um, it's just that it's, it's kind of taken, it's kind of the bastard child of media. You know, kids don't listen to radio. Hell, they're texting, Twittering, and all of that crap. And, you know, Google and, I mean, you know, Facebook. It just takes so much time. So, you know, in your car? Yeah, probably. Dentist office. So radio has taken its place. But, you know, at one time it was the kingpin, just the kingpin. Mm -hmm. Huge. So um, in your vast experience, and, of course, you've always been a favorite son of the Northwest with the Robin and Maynard show and on all the crazy antics, but you've also interviewed tons of rock and roll stars and figures and so forth any of them stick out to you as being your favorite or maybe some who uh you know you guys had to pull the plug on the biggest bastard (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah (laughs) to Um, put it nicely well let me just off the top of my head and i'm not going to remember all of them uh i'll just roll through who was really colossal okay um uh dan Aykroyd. uh he was scheduled to be on us on with us had to cancel uh or had to postpone Scheduled again. Had to postpone. And I thought, well, what the hell's with Dan Aykroyd? (laughs) Uh, And his uh, publicist said, look, when he does get on, you'll love it. He was just, you know, so engaging and just, you know, you wanted to hug the guy. He was so wonderful. Um, A guy who I thought would just be a complete dolt turned out to just be superb. Sylvester Stallone, can you believe that? (laughs) Yo, Adrian. (laughs) God, we talked to his mom a few weeks earlier. 
she was just nuts. I, re- and, I remember that interview. Do you remember that? I interview? do. She had a I big remember fight that with Robin, and then you know she that, tried to take me on. And then, that's right. And then uh, she was yeah, and she was trying to you know get me to calm down with some cinnamon toast or something. And uh, <laughs> so actually, I would understated. She was the one that was all jacked up. But yeah, uh, uh, but so Sylvester was on. Uh, Richard Simmons sitting on my lap. You know, we got the wrong guy, Simmons. He went, don't be so sure, man. I remember that. You know, yeah. And, uh, Those are nightmares, fight, aren't they? Food fight with meatloaf. and um, Was it meatloaf? Uh, Were you throwing yeah, meatloaf? meatloaf? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wasn't happy because we spelled his name meatloaf on our website. <laughs> and his name is not meatloaf. It's meat. Loaf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Remember to um, yeah. Remember to split that up. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to remember who the hell who came in. There was uh, God. Remember Gallagher? Oh yeah. The comedian. Yes. Uh, well, he came in, and but something seemed funky, and he's in with us for about ten or fifteen minutes, and I said, you know what? You're not even Gallagher. Was it his brother? It was, I don't know who the hell it was. It was some guy that looked like Gallagher or took over for Gallagher. It was like, wait a minute, you're not the you're well, not I bet Gallagher. It, I bet it was his brother because we had Tim Conway Jr. on here not too long ago, and he said he told us a story about uh, when they had Gallagher in and that he told us that Gallagher has a brother who goes around and tours as Gallagher too. Yeah, I think that was the guy. So <laughs> you guys got yeah, the fake Gallagher. Yeah, that the guy. Oh, man, that's yeah. crazy. Well, who sticks out as being the biggest bastards? Oh, God, the biggest bastard was, jeez, um, uh, I got into it with Dennis Miller one day, and I regret that. Because really? Because it just didn't go well. Uh, Eric Burden was on a couple of times the first well first time that did but you know it's kind of a question it's not really you know who it's like who were the biggest bastards was it robin and myself or was it who we had on so <laughs> well know, it's not that, that yeah sometimes some of that wasn't fair right it's not that they are bastards but sometimes interviews yeah. go wrong get out on the wrong foot but i had a rolling tape and when anybody came in i had them do a little celebrity endorsement and so it would be you know, it'd be like, hi, this is Eric Burden, you're listening to Robin and Maynard. And then whoever came in following that, if it was Dick Clark, he would say, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right, Eric. Uh, and hi, this is Dick Clark. And they'd <laughs> refer back to each other, so it sounded like they were all there at the same time. Right. And um, we talked to Wolfman Jack, and Wolfman came, came on, and he said, uh, yeah, this Wolfman, you're listening to my little Robert and Maynard. And he screamed, people are almost calling him Robin Robert, something like that. <laughs> and so uh, we talked to Wolfman. It was on a Friday morning. Uh, he died on Sunday. So we were the last people, probably the last people to talk to him on radio. Wow. And I had him record a little thing. Hey, this is the Wolfman. You're listening to Robert and Maynard. And Robert and Maynard, and he went on. And then the next guy that came in uh, was Soupy Sales. Do you know who that is? Yes, oh, yeah. of course. Soupy had, this, Soupy. Soupy had this one-camera TV show, I guess, in the 50s or 60s. Right. He just commanded. A pre- he'd just sit down and do a half hour just effortlessly. He was just genetically, you know, cross-pollinated for it. But uh, So I explained the premise to Soupy, and I said, so the guy before you, Soup, is Wolfman. And I said, so you're ready to roll? And, uh, 
and Soupy said, "Yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to roll." So the tape ends and it goes, "This is the Wolfman," and then now it's Soupy, and Soupy says, uh, 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 "Hey, this is Soupy Sales. That's why God killed you, Wolfman. You fucked up their names." <laughs> <laughs> It was just beautiful. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Soupy Sales had, they always have on the, the classic blooper his, uh, reels. His meltdown. His meltdown, right. or the time the guy, the, the lady met him at the door naked. Right, right. Yeah, so, well, what's John Maynard, uh, what are you listening to these days? Are you, are you still listening to classic rock? Are you tired of that stuff? What's, uh, what is, what's on your rotation? <laughs> no. No, I'm just, hang on a second, I just turned off, I just uh, listened to Dark Side of the Moon. Nice. Um, uh, some classic rock, isn't it amazing how some of it holds up, you know, satisfaction? How can you not listen Absolutely. to it? Absolutely, sure. You just have to listen to it. It just has that element. And uh, uh, so a lot of it, yeah, I can hang, you know, won't get fooled again. I mean, yeah. God, you know, what's, what's not to like? When Skinner says, turn it up, do you? Yeah, and then, you know, Kid Rock all summer long. Yes. Yeah. What a great mix that was, wasn't it? Oh. Throwing in some Warren Zevon and yeah, some just, uh, Skinner. That was pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, oh, here's one. If you haven't heard Rumble by Link Ray, listen to it. And did you ever see uh, 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 what was the one with Edge and uh, the Edge, uh, Jimmy Page and uh, Jack Black? What was the movie? It might get loud. Um, I don't, don't know no, I don't know. About. Anyway. Was yeah. that a, like a documentary or something? Yeah. Oh, I, I've heard a of it. documentary, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. it, but I remember hearing about it, yeah. Well, anyway, go just listen sometime to uh, Rumble by Link Ray. Yeah, I got that written and down. I'll if check you it wanna, out. Hey, if you want to flip me shit about it, go right ahead. <laughs> hey, just uh, listen to I it. I got your phone number now. Just listen to it. Hey, John, I'm kind of a frustrated musician, and I know you're an accomplished musician, and... Uh, so I'm wondering, are you still pounding the skins? I'm a very accomplished drummer. My skin, I've really uh, honed my uh, skills. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like a wind-up. I play drums. I'm like a wind-up monkey. Um, any drummer will just would roll his eyes. Uh, but I put together a little band We're called the Turtles. And as a matter of fact, we're playing. I don't know when this thing, when does this thing run? We will be running this uh, on the twenty. Is it the twenty second? I believe. Oh, you're kidding! No. Oh shoot! Because we play on the twentieth. Oh. Well, we uh, can give you. But well, we can give you a plug on next week's show. How about that? That'd be good. We play on the twentieth at the Boxcar Ale House. I'll let you find it. It's Inner Bay, kind of between Queen Anne and Magnolia. Yeah, I know where that uh, is. The name of the band is the Turtles. And uh, it's spelled with a D, by the way, T-U-R-D-L-E-S. <laughs> I think the but, listeners might have missed that. I know. I was yeah, going to say, how'd we you get away with that? We were able to, uh, uh, and we were able to pl uh, plunder from Shelley and the Curves. We had uh, Karen and Sally. And um, so that glitched up the band pretty good. And, you know, who cares who the band is when they're on the front, right? That's right. So, yeah. what are you, are you guys playing original stuff? You playing covers? How's that? No, 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 no. It's all cover. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will yeah, we will talk that up um, on our next show, and then say we'll be interviewing you on the next week. That's okay. right. And, and put us on the guest list. <laughs> <laughs> well, there ain't no covers because you know because no you know if I come with our mutual friend, yeah. she hates to she hates to pay cover. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave the back door open for Jay. Yeah. No, anybody can walk in the boxcar. 
<laughs> Why do you think they have us? Hey, John, I was at a, a website. It's called uh, Rainier Radio. And uh, as I was scrolling through, and it's a great website, they gave uh, thanks to Mr. John Maynard for your involvement. Well, you know what? They need to call me again about that website because I'm not happy with it. Oh, really? No. What's, no. what's, what's the problem with it? Well, you looked at it. Right? Yeah. Well, no, I've been on it. I just enjoyed it because when we were talking about the golden age of radio, there's some great uh, Sound air checks, yes. and uh, you know, it took me back to the past of the mighty ninety-five. And uh, I, I, I was looking for you, but uh, there's some problems with it. Well, it's just yeah, it's not you know what I they wanted they wanted me to be a consultant on it. And I said yeah, I'd love to, and then. I don't know who in the hell is doing it, but and I don't know what has happened. I haven't talked to him for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I would. You know, the idea was great, and I said that I would help, and I, you know, put some hours into it. Happy to do it, but it's yeah, it's not what I envisioned. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Huh. Maybe they're maybe they're just working slow. Well, I just noticed you were on it, and uh, the thing that uh, I also was wondering about is KPLU is is jazz, and it's a public radio station, correct? Uh huh. So couldn't they have uh, got some of that tarp money and uh, put up a big John Maynard uh, billboard someplace and let us know that you were there? Yes. Are you serious? They're yeah. No they don't have billboards with uh, my name on them? Oh, I think they should. <laughs> to be on the side of every bus rolling through well, town. Jeez, come on. All right. You know, yeah. they, government funding. That's right. They, everybody deserves the bailout. That's well, I know. It would be huge. <laughs> yeah. Come on. How about some neon? What's the problem? That's well, right. the, the other thing that I looked at at, your, at KPLU was uh, uh, something about a performance as the menacing squid lord. Oh, Jesus. No, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to talk about You don't want to talk about that. No, I don't want to talk about oh, that. Oh, but we love the name. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. You know, some of the crap I get myself into. <laughs> just, uh, that would, the, they the, do us, uh, I think they want us to do a uh, record Ben Roulette live, I think, uh, at uh, Mohai in the auditorium or someplace. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah, and then but, I'm in a little uh, radio play, which is kind of fun, that's produced by a guy named Felix Bunnell with uh, Pat Cashman. Nice. Uh, coming up in December. It's uh, We do it at Town Hall. We do it live. It's fun. And uh, it's it's uh, really kind of, uh, it's really produced really well. I was, uh, I was shocked at how uh, good it sounded last year. Great. Well, we look well, forward to hearing it. Well, yeah. it runs, uh, I think it runs, uh, it will run on... Uh, AM 1090. So. Oh, okay, good. We'll yeah. look for it. Well, uh, I'd be remiss if I forgot to ask about uh, Seattle's favorite uh, trumpeter and uh, pianist. <laughs> and uh, so how, how's Richard doing these Listen, days? Listen, go to YouTube and key in a, um, let's see, how do, what do you, how do you find this? It's uh, a day in the life of the a day, Jesus, what is it? A day in the life of the busiest man in the world, or the busiest man <laughs> in the world. Um, it's got a crazy title. You can't just find it by putting in Richard Peterson. Uh, so try something, Richard Peterson, busiest, or keyword, a day in the, busy, in the life of the busiest man in the world, and take a look at it. But, you can't explain. If people are hearing this and they know Richard Peterson, yeah. We're right on the harmonic tuning fork. If you don't, <laughs> you would not. You couldn't. You can't explain it. Well, and I have a question because uh, I, Big Joe, and I are bus drivers in Seattle, and I pick Richard up quite a bit. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. and so I, I know Richard from driving him around town, and that guy has a hard time staying focused. I'm just curious, when you got him into the studio, first of all, did he bring a ball that he was constantly looking at? And the other thing is, how did you guys harness him enough to uh, put him on the airwaves? He's got a pocket full of balls. That's what he carries. <laughs> That's his joy. We should all be so happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was why we had Peterson, because he's totally authentic. He's his own maverick guy, and, you know, he gave us everything unexpected, and he could give a rip about no. what the hell we want. You right. know, he's, he's on his own agenda. And that's why we had him on, and that's, we sought people out. Um, I think the show worked. It wasn't because of Robin and Maynard. I mean, we were facilitators. It was because of who we had on and who we sought out, and we had uh, the real deal, genuine articles. Yeah, and God, you know, nobody's more real than Peterson, as goofy as he is. <laughs> now, have you retired your characters? Um, well, you, the ones that might or thinking, might not be you, yours? You are thinking that I did a lot of characters that probably <laughs> I didn't do. It's funny, because the people that, the characters people thought I was doing, mm -hmm. I wasn't, and the people... And the characters that people knew I wasn't doing, I was. <laughs> Were you doing the officer? No, no, huh? No, really? Dude, God, no. That surprises me. No, you listen to me here. No, jeez, <laughs> no. Ah, no. please. No, I wasn't the officer. What was the one, no. the Canadian border one? That was the best one. Officer yeah, Labatt. Canadian border guard. Officer Labatt. Labatt, yeah. Labatt was good, yeah. That was, a, that yeah, was great. Um, no, I didn't do those. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, the characters. I'm getting gone. a note here that says Crane. They're, gone. Crane they're a little piece of radio history. They're still, but you know, because FM travels in a straight line somewhere, the officer is hundreds of thousands of miles in space. Passing Mars. He's traveling. <laughs> we would like to capture him again. Somebody, someday, billions of years from now, somebody. We'll hear the Robin and Maynard show. And Crane Fly? And probably call in and complain about it. No way. Yeah. Uh, did you guys get a lot of complaints? Oh, yeah. Really? From uh -huh. that is That astounds me. Cause well, you know, if, you know, it's you can't make everybody happy. I can see how we get complaints, but you guys, I'm amazed. I can see why you get a lot of complaints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just from my wife. <laughs> All right. Well, John Maynard, our one of our favorite uh, radio personalities, and he can be heard on KPLU. And he was, of course, teamed with uh, Robin, the Robin and Maynard team, Legends in the Northwest Broadcasting. Are you ready for the Big Ten? Oh, the Big Ten. The Big Ten. Uh, probably not, but uh, <laughs> We're gonna go roll. ahead and see, see what you can get out of me. <laughs> We're going to roll it anyway. Okay, uh, John Maynard, your favorite food. <laughs> uh, you want me to say something nasty? Sure, whatever, whatever your favorite food is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I see. Well, I've been to the, let me put it this way. Dining at the Y? Let me put it this way. I've been to the buffet line of heaven, but um, <laughs> now I would just have to go, I don't know, my favorite food, swordfish. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, John Maynard, what kind of car are you driving these days? Um, I have uh, I have a really uh, neat car. I have a Passat uh -huh. uh, with a V8 and a six-speed. It's kind of rare. Yeah, six-speed yeah. is rare. That's it's, great. Uh, it's old. It's six years old. It's 
uh, older than a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people have cars. It give me crap about driving it. It's older than their car. <laughs> so it's still running. Runs like a banshee. Very sure. good, very good. Ooh, the V8. Yeah. Okay, and what is John Maynard's favorite sport team? You into sports, John? Uh, play a lot of racquetball, and uh, I'm looking at New Orleans, you know, being undefeated. Okay. Uh, I like, uh, I like uh, extremes, and... Uh, but you know, as so I said, lows, like and, lows and highs. I was I emceed a deal at the Rose Bowl when the Cougs were there played Michigan. There you go. Yeah, yeah. harken back to the good old days mm. of Ryan Leaf. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, ten years ago, Mr. Yeah. Meltdown. Yeah, uh, your favorite. Oh, that's right, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever had him Leaf, on? He was at the he was at this uh, beer joint on campus, and uh, somebody he was he walked in there Dad's weekend or something, and somebody said, "Hey, you know what?" You know, everybody says Ryan Leaf it was just a giant butt pipe <laughs> and that he was just rude and obnoxious and loud. And he, they said, that's not true at all. They said, he's a lot worse than that. <laughs> that was at the Coug, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Cougar Cottage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Where I think I have a mug hanging with my name. So, all right. Yeah, that's my legacy of fame. So what is John Maynard's favorite color? Uh, green. There you go. Yeah. And your favorite tool, something you work with. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to the buffet line. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah my favorite tool has uh, been on the shelf for a while. Uh, the old, the I, old man trumpet. Well, us married guys know how that goes. Uh, well, geez, I understand. So, you know, maybe uh, I was thrown off the trolley uh, at full steam, so maybe it was a good thing. <laughs> and what is your favorite band, singer, or musician? Oh, God. Uh, you know, here, let me give you a cut that you guys will love. Sweet. It's, um, it's with, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank now? With, uh, it's uh, stitched up. It's um, uh, John Mayer with Herbie Hancock. Have you heard the cut? I don't think I have. It's a few years old. And what have I heard just recently that uh, really tipped me over? Um, God, I got to cruise iTunes. It's uh, been a while. I've been working on other things and doing record band. You know, I kind of right. going retro, but uh, uh, I'm always good with uh, John Mayer. Okay. Herbie Hancock, Stitched Up. You'll love the lyrics. We'll check it out. And yeah. I heard he's announced a tour. He's coming here soon. Oh, yeah. We'll all be there. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. For uh, John Maynard, can't miss television show right now. You know what? I watch. I don't watch a tremendous amount of uh, TV, and thanks to Comcast for totally screwing. God, I've got a guy coming out because I tried to hook up the box and said, no, it's not happening. Half of the channels are taken down now. Um, because I worked mornings, I did never get a chance to see Seinfeld. Uh, so uh, my favorite show is Seinfeld, Simpsons, Jeopardy, and... Uh, uh, what crap, what garbage do I, you know, anything with a car wreck. You know? <laughs> yeah. Greatest car chases and all, <laughs> all of that stuff, yeah. It's, yeah so it's what's simple. the, uh, what would be the last movie you saw? Uh, the last movie I saw, Move Slow, uh, Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, uh, uh, what'd you think of that? I just thought, come on, let's kick it into high gear here. Let's get the thing going. And it didn't take off, but uh, a serious man. Go see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last concert you attended? Was, um, oh, my God, couldn't have been ACDC. Oh, I'm sorry. It was uh, Dave Matthews in the Gorge. Okay. Very yeah. Good. And, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, good times. 
absolutely bombastic, and it was uh, September 3rd, beautiful night, full moon, big marijuana haze uh, <laughs> over the crowd. Uh, I uh, actually uh, had uh, a quite glorious date. And does John Maynard pay night. for tickets anymore? And no. Yes. No. Uh-uh. I don't. Well, no, I do. actually I do pay for tickets, but you know what? I usually buy them on the street from some piker that's desperate to sell them. Really? Uh-huh. True. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah, you can get into any concert, any sold-out concert. No oh. concert is sold out. There's always somebody on the street. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and some of the, I don't know where some of the brothers get their tickets, but it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you I, can buy it, a good price. So they've got them by the fistful. That's true. And know. the last of the Big Ten, and this is the most important, what is your favorite drink? Mm, I can make a... I can make a ginger vodka martini that uh, you just can't quit slurping them down. (laughs) Well, we'd love to have you on the podcast and have you mix some up for us. All right. (laughs) Well, let me assure you, I'm not having you guys over. Yeah. And if I'm drinking ginger vodka martinis, it ain't going to be with you. (laughs) Well, at least least we know what to send up to you at the uh, gig coming up, though. Yes. Well... Yeah. Maybe. But they're not yours. You know, come on, I'm a drummer. I'm not drinking martinis. So I'll throw down a beer. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Yeah. You guys have any last questions, Big Joe? Uh, no, I just want to say, John, thanks for uh, all the the years that uh, you've provided to everybody in the Northwest, the entertainment, the good times. And uh, I'm really glad to know that you're on KPLU, and now I'm going to have to yeah. get dialed into that because well, we, we've missed you a lot, seriously. Well, you know, we were just screwing around. I mean, it was a good way to make a living. You know, somebody wanted to let you use their 100,000 watts just to, you know, amuse yourself. And uh, so I guess we were lucky. We were lucky that was kind of infectious. But I know that connection that can be made on the radio, It's there's more of a connection, actually. It's funny. There's more of a connection from a listener to who they're listening to than there is for the person that's on the air because you don't have any idea who in the hell is out there. Right. And, um, yeah, but there, there is a bond and, and kind of a this um, indelible connection that can be made. So, yeah, a huge fan of radio, love it. And, uh, yeah, it's, well, uh, I was... You know, glad to be a part of it when it was more important than what it is. And we love you, and we just want to thank you so much for taking time out and joining us on our podcast. And hope you won't be a stranger. We'd love to check back in with you from time to time. You ever have anything you need, you want to uh, plug or get off your chest? We're always here. And John Maynard, we love you again. Thank you so much for all the joy and all the time you put into entertaining us in the Northwest. You are a legendary radio broadcaster here, and we appreciate you so much. Well, I'd like to say, what a load of crap, and (laughs) get off of my back. So, so Maynard didn't take too much to the love. That's right. There was a lot of man love flowing there at the end. I got caught up in my love of Maynard. Yeah, I think he got a little uncomfortable. (laughs) I thought you were going to have to get a room. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've listened to Maynard my almost my you know entire through junior high, high school. Right. Yeah. And then I went away for many years, and I came back, and they're still on. Yeah. Well, that's great. He he has taken me through so many moments. I mean, a guy on a, on the radio, like he said, he, there's a connection that the audience has with him. Right. 
and they don't know that. Not reciprocal. No, it, yeah. he can't. I yeah, mean, there's he, he doesn't even know where the people are. He can't knock on every listener's door. Hey, as thank much, you. As much as we would like it, <laughs> right? But um, so this was our. I mean, we love Maynard. Yes, so, but this was one of our favorites. Yeah, this, this is great. This is a bit from the Robin and Maynard. Uh, morning program right a little cultural exchange between the u.s and canada for us going up to see the stones yeah and this was in like what like the 90s i think yeah in the 90s and uh, i think it pokes a little fun at the border crossing in a constant effort to provide you with public service robin and maynard contact the canadian border patrol hello is this sergeant labatt uh sir hey yeah sergeant labatt hi sarge hey how are you there yeah uh, now are you a mountie or a policeman or an army man or what are you Right there, uh, RCMP there. I uh, got one of them, you know, real nice uh, red suits here that they give us a couple of them. And well, there was a cartoon character that had one of those. What was his name? I look, uh, look a little like uh, Dudley Do Right there. That's what the boys say up here. But Dudley Do Right. Uh, comparison there, I guess. But it's a nice uniform. I could keep it. Okay. And of course, when we're in your land, we always want to do right. So you have some tips for us. What can or cannot be taken across the border? Uh, which border is out there now? The Canadian border, that would be sir. your border, sir, the Canadian border. Right there. Well, the uh, regulations here came down off RCMP from Montreal today. says uh, they're, uh, we're not uh, allowing any of uh, them uh, jumbo uh, sunglasses through there. Uh, you mean those giant ones? Yeah, uh, you can't let them through. Also, a minimum amount here, no more than 20 or 30 of them dirty pampers uh, we're allowing across the border, too, because they're stuffing up the drains, you know, whatnot. There are no grand pianos here, too, this weekend here. Uh, none of that, also not allowing that uh, plastic uh, vomit there. Uh, people have been putting them in uh, drinking fountains up in the Burnaby area. And, uh, mm -hmm. How are you there? Right. And <laughs> Gee, the, also, you just uh, let him slide right <laughs> by. You didn't stop him. No, it's okay. He was Canadian there. I'm sure he was okay. <laughs> I can tell by people's faces here. I've been doing this for many years. They're kind of pudgier, aren't they? A little pudgier than an American's face. Why do you suppose that is? got to get that bloated look. Mm. Yeah, no, it's anybody with uh, Utah and Montana plates, too. We'll just let them right on through. Oh, fine. Do you think anybody else will just be driving through this afternoon? Well, I don't know. There has been uh, just about anybody coming through there. <laughs> there goes one. <laughs> you always Sir, wave when they go by. Sergeant uh, Sergeant Labatt, <laughs> is there anything else that we may have forgotten in the list there? Anything that you will care to add? Well, uh, I'll tell you this there. My God, we're not allowing any dirty draperies up here. Uh, I'll tell you, people in Vancouver are getting tired of you know, having Americans uh, driving up with their big bags of dirty draperies using their facilities and then, you know, just going home there. But uh, so... I don't think we're going to allow that. Also, uh, no more than two pair of Peggy Platt's panties, because people up here, you know, the homeless in Stanley Park have been using them for temporary housing and whatnot. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get a family of six in there. And then finally, we're going... Yeah, go on through. Huh? <laughs> well, there goes a meteor. <laughs> uh, also, uh, not allowing any of them, uh, I think they call them uh, monkey spankers. They're... You know, those things are as big as a Ferris wheel, and by God. <laughs> they are. I've seen one. We build them here at the studios. Well, they just want to stand up with a stiff wind, and we've had a couple of them collapse in the freeway going in, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there were three of them just kind of came to hook. Go on through. Go on. <laughs> You've been a great help, Sergeant McBlatt. <laughs> no, Sergeant Labatt. 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 Right there. Okay. Thank you. Go on. <laughs> Have a great time with the stones, Sergeant. Hey. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was great to have him on and it's nice to know that he's on KPLU and his program is called the Record Bin Roulette. 
and he also does this real estate show right uh, on there. So we, if you click his name on our website, it will direct you to the Record Bin Roulette uh, website, and you can listen to it right there off the site. And it, I recommend it. It's very cool. It's like all these um, different sound bites and songs and wacky things that all have a flow to them, some sort of common theme, kind of like our uh, what was. Our Contest we <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Something like that. That's right. <laughs> Soon to be back. So anyway, maybe not. So we're hoping to get on, you know, so get on the program some other, not get on them, but have them on our show. That's right. <laughs> some other <laughs> Northwest. But after uh, that man love thing, I don't know. We might get on them too. <laughs> you guys can just go ahead and do that. I'm staying out of this. No wonder they don't want to come in. It's all phone yeah, I'll just be calling. <laughs> <laughs> but we want we want to try to get on the program some other Northwest, uh, what I would consider legends or definitely mainstays. You know, like Marty Reamer. Uh, I know we're, we're we're working with Pat O'Day to get him on here. Yeah, and, uh, I think once the once the first of the year hits, I think we're going to really try to get some guys like Ichabod Kane and Mike West and. Uh, maybe Crow and some of those guys, and, and just get to know them a little better. I think that'd be great. But anyway, that's John Maynard. That was a lot of fun. That so was really good. Let's transition into some birthdays. And in uh, birthdays this week, because it is Thanksgiving week, it'd yes. be kind of wild to be born around a holiday. I've never, I wouldn't know what that feels like, but. So these are the birthdays of people who might be walking around. You might see them. You pat them on the back. Of course, these two, <laughs> they probably got a lot of secret service they're, they're, around them. And they're lots of fun at they, holidays. They are a ton of fun. They're probably the ones bent over, uh, you know, <laughs> hanging on to the porcelain god. That would be uh, Barbara and Jenna Bush. They're both going to be 27. The Bush twins. The Bush girls. <laughs> what if they drink Bush? We better stop right there. Okay. Uh, also, turning 69, and I'm sure she loves that. Uh, Tina Turner. Yes. Yeah, she's the uh, proud Mary. Proud Mary, man. I, I saw her in concert once. She puts on a hell of a show. And also, turning 79, he's a legend, Barry Gordy Jr. The so, Motown sound. You see those guys, any of those walking around, or send them an email. Jeez. Yeah. Tell them happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, well, from the uh, other side, we go to birthdays from beyond. November 22nd, 1921. The guy could never get any respect. <laughs> I miss this guy so much. He was great in one of the all-time greatest, the greatest golf movie ever. Yes. Caddyshack, Rodney Dangerfield would have been 87 years old. He had a lot of great movies. He was underestimated in the movies. Yeah, you know, no, he, he some did funny, some funny easy things. Easy Money and uh, what was it Back to School? And I mean, he had some great. And great just great to see him do his stand up too. His was, typical stand up routine. Oh, hilarious! Yeah. All right, and now this is kind of a, a strange it's coincidence. A Thanksgiving miracle, right? And uh, it, it's a little bit of a Thanksgiving oddity. November twenty seventh, nineteen forty. Uh, the great martial arts master, Bruce Lee. Be like Bruce. Would have been 68 years old. Wow. Wow. And on top of that, November 27th, 1942, Seattle's own James Marshall Hendricks. Two years later. Would have been 66 years old. 
both birthdays on the same day and both buried in Seattle. Yes, I've been to both of those places. Yeah. Very cool. That's All weird. Right. Kind that of weird. weird. Um, two Seattle guys born two years apart. Right. Big time. That's amazing. Yeah. So that, that's why I say that's a Thanksgiving miracle. That's right. Do you know who James uh, James Marshall Hendricks is? Yes, I know who <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is. Do you know who Bruce Lee is? Yes, I know who Bruce Lee is. I knew <laughs> who right. Bruce Okay, I knew Bruce Lee way before Hendrix. Oh, very good. Good. All right. Well, this I this is cool right here. Do you have a very interesting this day in rock? Yes, this and is. And this involves, you know, Mr. Welcome to My Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And you would never, I mean, in your wildest dreams wouldn't expect this out of him. No, no. But uh, this day in rock is pretty dang interesting. Well, on November 22nd, 1991, Alice Cooper came to the rescue of two fans, Patrick and Deanne Kelly, whose California home was being foreclosed. Uh, Mr. Kelly had painted Cooper's face on the house to help sell the property. And when Alice heard this, he came to the home to sign autographs to help raise money for the couple. So, no more no more Mr. Nice Guy? Sounds like a pretty nice guy to me. He sounds like a really nice guy, and I'm, I'm tr- been thinking about selling my house and uh, moving to another part of the city. Would that help? <laughs> we we got to paint a picture of Alice on the side of it. And Ozzy. And Ozzy. And, uh, the, Rush. We need Alice with the snake, Ozzy with the dove, Henry and, yeah, and Rush. Yeah. <laughs> big pentagram on the top. <laughs> we'll go for the big bucks. That was back in 1991. You need like three artists now to save your house. I think so. Yeah. The times are tough, man, in the housing market. I can I can attest to that. But uh, so we had some pretty cool concerts over the last couple of weeks, I would say, around here. Speaking of concerts, man, yeah. I scored this week. Big D in the house. Right on. Going to be taking Joe and our lovely wives to you. You too. Two. Yes. Joe, never been, right? I have never been. I've seen you two twice. But it was on my list of must-see bands that I have you to see. What? You two? You two going? You you two are not going. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> There's some Irish boys. <laughs> Just a little old band from Ireland. Yeah. But uh, we actually, and we're gonna have a guy on our on our show before that who opened up for them one time. Mike O'Neill's yes. gonna be on our program. Yeah. And uh, when they were young whippersnappers, nobody knew who they were, and he well, opened up for them. Well, Daryl, uh, Big D really scored on the tickets, but. Uh, since we uh, are acquaintances now with Mike O'Neill, maybe, we, no, no offense, but maybe we could improve our seats. <laughs> <laughs> they might be Mike who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, but, you know, concerts are coming up, and it is it, usually the hol- around the holidays, it, it, it does dry up a little bit, but there's some notables coming to town. Yeah, there's a so, couple. So uh, who's coming to town? There's a couple good shows this week. Yeah. Uh, now, first, on Tuesday, the 24th, at the Wamu Theater, if you want to go back to the original first winner of American Idol, you can. And who wants to do that? Well, there, I think a lot of people might, but uh, <laughs> not me personally. But uh, Kelly Clarkson is at the Wamu. Texas girl. And now this man playing right here, who is also a friend of Mike O'Neill. He was in his band. In his band. This guy is a great sax player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boney James is at Benaroya on Friday the. 27th, is that correct? Yeah, 26th yeah. is, uh, that is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah, the 27th, uh, uh, Benaroya Hall, also with 
Grover Washington Jr., who we're glad he's going to be there. Let's just leave it there. For some reason, we thought Grover's birthday was coming up on the great beyond, but I guess not. <laughs> and I do have an announcement. We're, we're not, I'm not going to give the date right now because it's a, it's a little ways away. It's in December, but the Vile Red Falcons have announced an in-store show in Tacoma. We will... They're going to definitely be, be there. Yeah, they're going to be a Rocket uh, Rocket Records. So we'll talk about that more as we get a little closer. But for those of you who were hip to the Vile Red Falcons last week, as I understand a lot of you were, which we think is great, uh, we'll tell you a little more about that. But uh, we want to give some love to our friends out there. So anyway, uh, been a great program. It was fun to have Maynard on. Yeah, it was really and good. And I hope maybe we can have him back. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of questions I wanted to ask him. But, you know, with time and stuff, you don't – these guys, you don't want to take right. all their time. But Right. Let me tell you about next week's show. Next week's show is, I think, very special on a lot of levels. It's big for us because this is probably the biggest, most – the most notable guest we've ever had on that around here nobody knows. Okay, this guy is listened to on average every weekend by more than a million people. They estimate 700,000 throughout Canada and then because he, he's on CBC up there. Wow. And then in the, with the podcasting and being on NPR on a lot of stations NPR in the States, it's over a million easy. Jeez. And uh, he, he has a little program called The Vinyl Cafe. His name is Stuart McLean. So all of you up in Canada, who especially who know who Stuart is and, and like Stuart, tell your friends to tune in next week. We spent about a half an hour with him, and I thought it was a fabulous interview. And you'll want to hear it. If you, if you will learn new things about Stuart in this interview. And if you don't know who Stuart McLean is, look up, go Google Vinyl Cafe, get to know him. And I'm really proud to be able to introduce you to him because... In this day and age of like some really, you know, like it's it can be depressing at times with the economy and all the things. His program is is like is like fresh air, mm -hmm. and it goes. He loves to go back to simpler times, and he tells a story about Dave and Morley and the the, the guy who runs the Vinyl Cafe and and the whole thing. So we're excited about that. That is next week, and we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Tell your friends we're here every week. This is the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Where all things come together. Correct. And you can always email us off the site. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're on iTunes. And we will see you next week with our special guest, Stuart McLean.